Welcome to Chromecast. Tech it out. Hosted by service-centric, people-first, UK technology consultancy, Chrome Technologies. Welcome to Chromecast. Tech it out. I'm Sam Major, Commercial Director of Chrome Technologies. Today, in this edition of Tech it out, I'm joined by our Compliance Officer, Chris Swan. We'll be talking about the security issues that end users are subject to from phishing attacks, and how, with the right tools, tests, and training, you can protect and educate your employees against phishing attempts by creating, in essence, a human firewall. Chris, thanks for joining me today. No problem. Thanks, Sam. Thanks for having me. No worries. Uh, so to begin with, Chris, um, whilst I'm sure our audience will be aware, could you just briefly, and I say briefly, and if anyone knows you and I, we don't really do briefly, but we'll do our best today. Um, just summarise uh, what phishing is, um, you know, the, the process and the purpose. Okay, right. Uh, phishing basically is an attempt to um, commit online fraud. So what cybercrimes are looking to do is steal your personal information. They can do this in various ways by phishing emails, fraudulent websites, SMS attacks to your phone, which they call smishing, or calls directly to your phone, which is vishing. But they always will appear or appear to be from reputable organizations or someone you know and trust. But their main aim is really just to steal your personal data, such as, you know, credit cards or debit cards. Um, That basically, in a nutshell, is what uh, online sort of phishing is about. But what they're looking to do really is play on your fears your curiosities and your insecurities just to gather your data and to get you to fish on bogus links. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, we see this, you know, going through the roof all the time. So um, it's probably worth mentioning um, the sophistication uh, of these attacks. And, you know, over the years, we've seen some, some obvious uh, uh, and blatant you know, email scams in the past, such as promises of wealth uh, left at foreign banks <laughs> for you to, to pay a small fee to collect from. Um, but you know, more recently, claims of in, you know, things like indecent footage that people hold on you, threats of, of information being released unless you send you know, extortionate uh, fees via Bitcoin, which is obviously always a, a good sign that it's, it's fraudulent or cryptocurrency. Uh, uh, of some description, something that can't be traced. You know, and these simple scams, you know, whilst obvious um, in their nature, you know, are you know, unfortunately still very much catching people out. And I guess, um, you know, as, as you said, the, the issue is they do prey on on people's fears and insecurities to catch them out. So, you know, mentioned some of the more primitive. Um, you know, uh, phishing attacks stuff we, we've seen. As I said, the like playing on the on the fears and whatnot. Uh, we've got this on you. Please send us Bitcoin, etc. Um, but as this gets more sophisticated, and I know you've seen things that are more sophisticated. Um, as that increases, our threat landscape obviously changes. So, are you able to give us a bit of an insight into how that? you know, I guess that threat landscape has evolved and what it looks like now. Absolutely, Sam. So obviously, as you say, the threat landscape is ever-evolving. And as we become smarter towards these emails and the sort of hooks that they've got in them, um, the 
criminals become smarter as well and their phishing attempts become more elaborate in ways that um, are looking much more realistic. Um, some of the requests that we're seeing now or the, the phishing messages, the recent ones, they tend to be on trend as well. So COVID-19 based phishing emails um, appearing to be from the NHS inviting you for a jab and the sort of things they're looking there to put your information again. Other stuff from Netflix, you know, there's a problem with your account from Royal Mail or Amazon about your delivery. But the list goes on. But effectively, yeah. what these guys are looking to do is use spoofed email addresses that for all intents and purposes, they look like they're from the real company um, and an organization you might expect to receive an email from or you trust. Um, but they're not. You need to look a little bit closer. A good example of that would be Netflix, um, but it's spelt with two X's. So when you look at it, it, it looks all good, but, you know, when you yeah. get there, it's not. So as I say, one I saw recently was about a COVID-19 jab where they were looking to get you to in input your national insurance number. So each of these attacks, what they're looking for you to do is, first of all, trust what it's saying, look, because it looks all real, and just provide your information somehow, either log into an account that you think is your account or give the information. As I say, unfortunately, um, some of us are conditioned, if you like, to accept these emails sort of without any sort of question and respond. Um, but once the, high, the, the cyber criminal has your details, uh, they're going to use it to their game. Um, and as I say, they all look genuine, but they're just yeah. really designed to catch us out. Yeah, absolutely. I mean... Yes, some very real examples. I'm sitting here kind of half laughing because I've seen some. You know, the, the the HMRC, the Amazon, the Netflix 666 and <laughs> and so on. Um, you know, I've seen them in, in, in my own my inbox and, uh, and within, within our business. Um, something you didn't mention um, is, is spoofing. You know, and that can happen within an organisation. For example... Many of our own employees have received emails that appear to have come from come from me or, or, or other directors of the business, asking them to. Um, was on recently purchase a bunch of uh, Amazon gift cards, you know, and I guess yeah, fortunately as an IT organisation, and you know this because you do this for us, <laughs> but the, you know our cybersecurity awareness is, is very high. And we focus on it uh, internally. We undertake an awful lot of training we do mock phishing attacks to make sure that as a business uh, our team are as you know educated and that they you know as, as best as possible um recognize this this type of activity but however no one is infallible when mistakes undoubtedly you know will happen um and i was just thinking the other day i thought before this and i should Try and remember it a bit better, but I can't. But you quoted some really interesting statistics to me fairly recently. Um, to be frank, they are they're shocking, um, but it really underlines um, why you know why it's still so prevalent. So I guess hope if you can share uh, some of those statistics with, with our audience, I'm sure they'll find it just as eye-opening as I did. Okay, yeah, definitely, Sam. Um, they are eye-opening, and so basically, if you, you your phishing campaigns are usually or typically sent millions of emails out to unsuspecting individuals, and I sort of the, the figures I got, I've got a bit of a saying about this. It's a, so a bad day's phishing beats an honest day's work. So if you look at that, so see how that works and how it would play out. So imagine there's two email, two million emails are sent out, 
So 5% of those people, let's say, they actually get to the intended recipient. So it's 100,000 users will actually open the email, which is quite a lot. So out yep. of, let's say again, out of that 100,000 uh, people who open the emails, 5% of them will actually click on the link. Um, so that's 5,000 clicks. That's 5,000 yeah, people. Yeah. It's a lot. And, and again, draw that down a bit more. If 2% of these people lend to data into the site, um, that's 100 individuals who've actually been caught there. So on an average, uh, let's look at these sort of things, the trends I've seen, there's about £100-ish you know, on an average from each person who give their details yep. in good faith. And so in one day's work, the scammers are able to scam 10,000 quid from unsuspecting victims. Now, that's, that's not a bad day's work, eh, Sam? It's not a bad day's work. Well, it is. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> but it's, yeah, you know, you, you check those sort of statistics of how easy it is uh, to use, you know, intelligent marketing campaigns. You know, to fill a system up with that many emails and press go is not a lot of work. For that sort of return, it's no wonder that, you know, we see so much of this because... You know, how easy is it to feed a machine data, press go, and just wait, you know, and you're preying, as you said, on people's insecurities. Um, you know, it, it's a horrible thing, and, and, and I'm sure, well, I know you do and I do. We all know people who have been caught out by this to, to, to a lesser or, or greater extent, but it, it's hardly surprising, and it really is a, you know, these people are just throwing enough mud at the wall you know, hoping that, that, that some of it will stick. And these, these statistics, they're no less shocking to hear the second time around. Um, you know, I said, um, it's, just, it's just never nice to hear about people falling foul uh, of these type of scams. But you can see why they're now becoming more and more advanced in their approach. We've all got used to, like we mentioned before, the, uh, you know, this prince wants to give his money, etc., etc. Um, and they are improving, uh, becoming way more intelligent, like you said, with the spoofing and referencing companies you, you've heard of. So I guess obviously in, in an ideal world, you'd wave a wand uh, and this problem would just go away. That'd be lovely, right? Um, but clearly, you know, that's not, not an option. Um, so for our audience uh, and, and in your position, um, and, I, and I won't age you, Chris, but obviously you, you've been doing this for a while. For a while. A couple of weeks. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what top tips? Uh, this is all my, my podcast bit. There's always a top tips bit or, you know, how would you bit. Um, you know, what top tips do you have and you can share with our audience um, that will stop them from being the next victim of one of these, these, these awful scams? Okay, Sam. Well, I think really the best way to defeat, defeat these type of phishing campaigns is just to be vigilant. Um, I know that can yeah. be easy to say, but um, if you just think of things, if you're asked, ever asked for any of your personal information on an email or asking you to go to a website and once you put these in, just remember, you know, stop. You're a legitimate company will not ask you to do this. You, you, your, you know, your Royal Mail's, Royal Mail's and Inland Revenues and all these sort of people will never ask you for this sort of information on an email. Um, it, it, it's just as simple as just stop and think and be careful. I know sometimes that's easy, but I can give you a sort of a few things to, to sort of check it out. So if you look closely at this, the sender's email, and mm -hmm. if you just take a t second to look at it, you can spot the sort of things, you know, the, the Netflix with the two X's. 
Again, yeah. look at the the sort of the email. See if it matches the actual uh, website address that it's from. You know, so if it's Netflix, let's say with two emails, two two X's. Sorry, you can see that the Netflix doesn't have two X's. So little things like that. Beware <coughs> of generic emails. Now, what I mean by this, it's ones like you know, dear sir or dear customer. Um, yeah. They're not addressed to you personally because that basically what they've got is a bulk email, as we mentioned earlier, and they don't have your personal details, just your email address. A big thing, but even this is getting more sophisticated now, is look at the spelling and the grammar because there might, the, the, the way that we would speak or we would do um, an email, it might mm-hmm. just be wrong, it might be a capital letter on the wrong place. The wrong context of the word, a comma or too many full stops. Just look and just take just a, a, that extra time. It's to the sort of thing that I'd expect HMRC or Amazon or someone to get right. Yeah, no, so no, no, exactly that. So no matter who the email is from, yeah. um, never respond to the email asking for your information. As I said never click on the link if you're unsure. And um, say it's from Netflix. So we've had, we've, as we said, there's lots of things. Come off of your email. Open up your browser of choice, whatever it may be. Go into Netflix, official site through your browser, not through the link, and actually look on there and look at your account on that. And then you'll see, or if you can, it's possible, contact these people by phone and say, look, I'm unsure. I've had an email. I don't know what it's all all about. Um, Or even sometimes it's better than that. Speak to your local, your manager, your IT team, anybody. Uh, And you mentioned earlier on about some of these threatening sort of things. Never be ashamed to speak to people and say, I think this is wrong. Nobody's going to come down on you and say, don't waste my time. We would rather you speak to us and come and say, look, you know, yes, okay, that that actually turned out to be real, but well done. That's good for spotting it, and you're aware that's a good thing. So a simple thing, if it looks strange, it probably is. Yeah, if it walks like a duck and uh, uh, (laughs) cracks like a duck. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Okay. So I think that helps us uh, establish, um, obviously there's a lot to look out for. Um, and attacks, as we said, are getting more and more sophisticated and subsequently more and more difficult uh, for people to, 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 to recognize and differentiate between you know, important email uh, and obviously this nefarious kind of stuff. Um, what measures can organizations, so if we take that upper level from you know, the, the front line from the person who is uh, you know, unintentionally you know, clicking the wrong button and, and, and causing a problem. Um, but what measures should a business, an organisation, put in place to protect you know, itself and its users from, from getting caught out? Okay, well, it's a good point, that, Sam. So companies normally have good protection in place, such as your firewalls and your antivirus and so on and so forth, but they often miss out one key thing. It's the forgotten vulnerability, and that is the human element. So yeah. if you look at that, it's as I say, if you perform your network monitoring and so on and so forth, your network testing, uh, in order to ensure, that you ensure your business safe, do the same thing for the users. So run regular human security testing. Test for their vulnerabilities of the staff. So as you said earlier, Sam, nobody's infallible at all. You know, not, not even me, let's say. But by running these regular um, education of the users, you can create an addis- additional security layer. As we said, it's, it's in essence a human firewall. So yeah. the, the more testing that we do, we do a lot of testing at Chrome and our users, in fairness, are very sharp. Um, again, nobody's infallible. So the sort of things you can do, um, the approaches that we're looking at, is where you devise sort of diverse and sort of targeted phishing attempts 
to actually evaluate and respond to the particular weaknesses that users are, are falling foul to. So you'd run regular testing, um, targeted at groups, so maybe your finance department, as you're saying there, where, you know, a, a director is shouting and bawling for all the intents and purposes, it looks like it comes from one of you. Um, mm -hmm. Just tweak this training and target it more better, make it a bit more realistic, and then once you get the results from that, we can target the training according to what sort of weaknesses that we're seeing. So regular testing overall gives the management a good view and a good level of understanding of vulnerabilities that we found across the users within the business. And the ways to do this, as I've just said there, create um, the targeted roles towards a staff member. Um, but by regular testing and educating the users, we will strengthen our security and effectively be creating a stronger and a human firewall. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and, and that's definitely something you know, that we uh, we can and do help our clients out with the the, um, the security as a service piece. You know, with phishing assessment services being small, but but very relevant piece of that of that wider offering. Um, conscious of time, and, and, and we were briefed by marketing beforehand not to go on for too long. So, um, Carl, I guess it'd be my final piece. Um, as our compliance officer, you've been rather heavily involved with us achieving and maintaining both uh, our cybersecurity plus, sorry, essentials plus, isn't it, certification, uh, and also um, our ISO 27001 certification. So in your opinion, um, what is the importance of having something like that in place from a compliance perspective? Okay, well, as we've covered at many points today, Sam, cybercrime is a major concern. So that the more that companies can do to minimize the effect of these phishing attacks, the less likely it will be that they'll fall foul of them. So the compliance, the key thing is people often think compliance is just ticking a box and, you know, it's what the order says, so we've got to implement it. But really, it's not just about that. Following good compliance basis gives us the tools to keep the company and the staff safe. And... Sometimes, not in all cases, but in some cases, it makes our jobs easier. So if we implement a good security training program that we keep all our staff well-trained and well-informed of potential threats, we look at the risks as they evolve, we look at different things, we look at the different trends, um, we we can minimise, we say. But a good way that I would say to everybody is lead by example. So when you're doing these in training, security awareness training programmes, don't just target at the users. Look at the senior managers and directors, include everybody in, because it's not do as I do or do as I say. It's we're yep. all we're all in this together. So if staff see that they you know they're getting the help and the training and that directors and managers are in on it as well, we're all got the same amount of buying, that's a better way to be. I think that sums it up, Sam. I think it does, and and, and I can attest to that having been um on the receiving end of one of your tests the other day to make sure that as a as you know, the senior team in our business that you know we are you know uh, paying attention and aware of this, and you're absolutely right. It is, it is top down. You know, you've got to make sure that everyone in the business takes this seriously, and that that everyone is educated because you're only as you know, as weak as the the strongest link, I guess. So we've got to make sure that we you know, look at all the different moving parts and make sure everyone is as equally well educated because it just takes one person to do the wrong thing, all of a sudden we've got a 
crypto locker attack or whatever it might be. And as we both know, the cost of undoing that sort of problem is, uh, well, doesn't bear thinking about. So, okay. Well, Chris, listen, thank you for uh, for making the time to speak to me today. It's, um, it's always good to speak to you. Um, I mean, this is a real, a very real threat. Um, so it's good to go through it in a bit more detail. Hopefully our audience will, will get some good uh, use out of this and you know they can use the data or the information contained to help uh, you know help their business uh, and to remain compliant themselves so really appreciate your time pleasure's mine sir thanks a lot this has been chromecast we hope you've enjoyed today's content if there's anything you'd like us to cover in future episodes then please do leave that in the comment section below remember to like comment and share and join us again next time on chromecast check it out We hope you have enjoyed this episode. For more information or to speak to Chrome, visit www.chrome.co.uk, spelled K-R-O-M-E. That's chrome.co.uk.